Good afternoon. Welcome to Meatheads. This week on Meatheads, we'll be discussing the personality of fitness, our top five suspension cable exercises, and what we hate about fitness influencers. First Nations Wireless is now First Nations Fiber. You've seen our team working through the community to get you connected. From the new development to the OCR, from the 207 to Clay Mountains, FN Fiber makes fiber optic internet easy for everyone. Coming to Gonhawaga soon. Visit radio.fnfiber.com to sign up today. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Mark Lalonde. This is Meatheads with joining me, as always, my friend, your friend, Gunawage's premier fitness expert, Derek DeLille. Derek, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I am. I could not be better if I were twins, my friend. I am feeling really, really good because I'm super excited about this podcast. Why am I super excited about this podcast? Because we're going to talk about this week's big topic, and that is the personality of fitness, or rather, how all fitness is personal. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of discussion today about uh, fitness classes, fitness trends, things we like, things we don't like. But moreover, we're going to talk about the importance of doing things that get you, dear listener, moving. Derek, you and I both enjoy lifting weights on our own. We're not big class people. We're not big joiners. But there is a place for that in fitness, and it, it's, it's, it's a substantial place. Tell me a little bit about your experience in that area. Well, I find as long as somebody gets off their couch and, and joins an exercise class, and if that's what they need, I think that's beneficial for them. I've coached a few uh, group classes when you have a bunch of people in there and you're all doing uh, the exercise together. It's, it's a lot of, you build a, a lot of friendship there, a lot of high fives. It, it's very energetic. It's very um, motivating. It gets the people movement moving and it gets them to keep coming and having a good time working out. My main teaching uh, before the pandemic consisted of uh, I taught a lot of group classes for seniors in, in Montreal's West Island. And that was a genuine pleasure of mine. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I actually did a bunch of aerobic choreography in a lot of those classes. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you that it's not my strength, but it was a lot of fun. And as you say, the the camaraderie in some of those classes, the the shared sort of vibe of, of, of you know, putting that effort out together and, and how it feels to, you know, sort of be along for the ride and not be alone in your misery, it really does you know, create uh, an atmosphere of inclusion. And I would argue, and maybe you've seen this as well in, in, in that working with older adults or older athletes, as I like to call them, is almost the most satisfying of all the teaching we could possibly do because you see results immediately, both in their quality of life and in their output in the gym. Agree, disagree? That's for sure. It's actually a funny story. One of my very first jobs as a, a PT manager at this big uh, gym out in, uh, in Ontario, the aerobic instructor wasn't in today. So my job was to fill in for her. <laughs> and I've never done that before. I've always done the one-on-one -on -one training, bodybuilding style training. And when I went in there, I was nervous. It was a, it was a women's club only. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, I guess, 40 and above, maybe 50 years old and above. So I'm like, okay, what do I do? So I'm looking online, looking at these exercises. What can they do? What can't they do? And I go into the studio and it had, you know, had the music, had the lights, it had everything. And, and it was kind of refreshing, different than what I was used to doing. I was kind of nervous, but I, I went through it. You know, I think two ladies walked out, 
but the rest stayed and I think it was maybe it was a little bit too hard for them. It was a little bit different, but they all enjoyed it and they all kind of came back the next time because I had to fill in for the, for a few weeks for that lady. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was fun because they're having fun. They're not in there to impress anybody. They're just there jumping around, having fun, doing their stretching, doing their exercises. And it was nice to see them exercising. It was fun. It was a different experience and it was a lot of fun for me. That's, and I think that's the, I think you hit on the most important thing. I think fun has to be the most important part. One of, another one of the classes I happened to teach before the pandemic hit in 2020 was I taught spinning. I had never taken a spinning class before in my life before I started teaching them. So I went from a zero spin person to a a couple of times a week spin teacher. And let me go ahead and tell you, Derek, how much fun it was because I am, was frankly so surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And, and, and so surprised at what a great sweat it gets you because, you know, by the middle of, you know, seven or eight minutes in, you're just, you are dripping sweat all over the place. It's fantastic. And, um, you know, matching, you know, matching your choreography or your, your bike movements to music is really a fun challenge as an instructor. And, uh, I, you know, I don't love being in spinning classes. I don't love them. It's not my favorite fitness uh, 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 you know, class group, what have you. It's not my, it's not my favorite thing to do, but I'll, I love teaching it. I love doing it. And I was surprised at how much I loved. Do you have any, 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 anything like that in your past? Um, I had to do a spinning class. Uh, part of, uh, being a trainer at this club was to do all the group X classes, all the group exercise classes. So we have our own intake on them. And, uh, I remember doing the, uh, the spinning and this is coming from me, maybe 15, 20 years ago when I was more into bodybuilding and heavy lifting and reps and all that Arnold stuff. And I jumped on the bike and the first thing I'm like, this is cardio. Cardio is bad for us. And during the workout, I, I didn't enjoy it. I just didn't like the, the exercise and I didn't like the up, down, turn the dial, turn the dial <laughs> left, right, up, down. It wasn't my thing. I did the, I did the class. I got the sweat, I got a sore knee from it, but I was, I was, uh, I was a bigger, bigger guy back then. So maybe my knees couldn't handle it. I just didn't enjoy the experience, but I do know a lot of people do enjoy it, but unfortunately I wasn't one of them. No, that's fair. Uh, I more along the lines of, was there anything in your past that you were surprised you enjoyed as much as you did? I would have to say we, we actually had a yoga at the class one time and I've never thought yoga would be hard. I never thought anything of it. It's almost for older people, but we had a, a demonstration class at our gym once to, to give it a try. And that's something I actually did enjoy. It made me feel a little bit more flexible, a little bit more limber. And I wish I kind of stayed with it. You know, now that I'm 46, you know, I could use the extra stretching that I kind of, you know, brushed by a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's funny, like I'm the same way about stretching. I don't do it enough. I have taken a couple of yoga classes and found myself again pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed them because of uh, of just what a challenge they were. I don't my flexibility is on the low side. I'm not going to go ahead and and lie to anyone in that regard, but I rather enjoyed them and and, and much to my surprise I I was, you know, aghast at how much I enjoyed them. On the other hand, something I don't enjoy as much would be it, is is zumba i can't follow choreography to save my life i can't follow an instructor in terms of zumba to save my life and i i don't really dance very well nor do i enjoy dancing but that being said i know that a lot of people do love these things so i have one client who loves to dance and she sees me for strength training a couple times a week and she goes to a virtual zumba class the other three times 
And you know what? I'm highly encouraging of it because one, it gets her moving an hour a day more than she otherwise would. And two, it satisfies the cardiovascular sort of demands that I'd like to have her put on her body in order so I can concentrate on more strength training when we're together. Yeah, and I find that Zumba works because when you're doing Zumba, not that I've done it before, but when you're doing Zumba, it's like you're kind of dancing, you're having fun. You don't really realize you're exercising, but you are moving around and you're doing the moves and hey, you're learning to dance, why not? Right, and I think that's the most important thing is not knowing you're actually putting in exercise and effort and you're just having fun. I think that's the most important thing. And and frankly, because all fitness is personal, you know, you have to do what you enjoy. You know, if you if you do shoulder presses every day and military presses every day and you get that number way up, hey, great. I'm not going to do it every day, but more power to you if you if you can and, and you want to. It's it's you know, it's been one of those things over the years where when I weight train, I used to love weight training by myself. Now I find myself far more sociable as far as a weight trainer goes. And I vastly prefer working out with a partner. You got, you got a thought on that? Yeah. I've always trained by myself or, or with my spouse, my partner. Um, but I've always liked to kind of be by myself, not to say I wouldn't work out with somebody, but when I go into workout nowadays, anyways, it's mostly to kind of relieve stress. You know, I have my own goals that, I, that I'm looking forward to. And I, I, I find that when people cheer you on and pat you on the back and high five you after doing a set of squats, for me, it's a little bit more distracting. I like to go in there, focus on what I got to do. I'll play some chill music. It's not loud, heavy metal, ACDC or anything like that. It's kind of chill. It takes me into a different kind of, um, I don't know, a, a different time, a little different type of zone vibe, for myself. Yeah. yeah just, and I find it, it just helps me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't even listen to music. I just listen to myself working out and the, the weights clanging. That gets me uh, motivated. Mm -hmm. For me, that that's just worked well for me for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. So music-wise, what's on your playlist? You know what? I'll either play whatever uh, is on the radio or I got a country playlist that brings me back to happy times in my life. Mm -hmm. And when a song comes on, it brings back good memories. And it, it, kind of, it sounds kind of like too chill for my workouts, but for me, it, it works. It gets me past that that uh that sticking point in my in my workouts it just makes me feel good and and positive and energetic and for me that works like some people come in and they gotta play the thrash metal on uh on the music channel i'm like to me that's just distracting i can't hear myself think and i know i visualize myself working out when i'm doing a row i visualize the muscles moving contracting what i want them to look like or what i think they might look like under all this skin and stuff it's kind of weird <laughs> but you know what it's to each their own mm -hmm. whatever the work for somebody they might like the loud music, the, the hip hop, the rap, whichever, whatever gets them into their zone and gives them a quality workout. I have a bunch of different playlists that vary on the day. So if I'm in a pissy mood, I, I have an angry hip hop playlist. If I'm in a neutral mood, I have a, a, a sort of an up-tempo pop music playlist. And if I'm in a really great mood, I'm super smiley and super chipper, which is the rarest of the three these days, uh, I have something a little bit more upbeat as well. That's got like Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses and some Shakira songs. And it's hard not to move when Shakira's playing in your ear. Like it's just, it's just really hard not to. I, I'm a fan. The hips don't lie. Anyway, moving right along. We... Are going to be this we we've set up our top five this week last week last time we we did an episode we did our top 10 cuts of meats which i think ended up getting cut down to top five meats which were delicious but sort of off topic so this week we uh we had a really good discussion ahead of time and, and derek and i both agreed that uh, we came up with a top five 
that I think is a little bit more pertinent to our fitness discussion, and I think a little bit more pertinent for those people who don't love Arby's nearly as much as I do. So, Derek, we're going to be discussing this week. Initially, I actually said, what are your, what do you think are our top five TRX exercises? But that would be given that company free advertising, and we don't want to do that. So we're just going to call them suspension cables. Does that work for you? Sounds good. So you, I, I know for a fact, personally, you have suspension cables in your gym. Mm-hmm. I also drive around with a set of suspension cables in my trunk that can be used anywhere, anytime I am anywhere. How handy are they? They're the greatest tool I've ever come across. My whole gym in the, in the beginning of time was based around these suspension trainers. When I was doing boot camps outside, I can strap them to a tree, strap them to a fence, to, the, to a jungle gym park. You can do anything. And right from the early days of working out, I've always been told there's different categories of exercise from easy to hard. And the hardest was meaning bodyweight exercises, a squat, a pull-up, a push-up, even a dip. But not many people can do these properly. So I find the suspension trainer comes in handy where you're lifting a portion of your weight. So your body is still moving through space, but not at your full weight. You can change it around. And it's, there's so many things you can do with these, uh, with these trainers. It's incredible. I couldn't agree more. And to add to what you just said, the beauty of these trainers is that um, they were created by uh, uh, armed forces personnel for them to be able to work out if they were, you know, camping in Afghanistan somewhere under a rock, they could get, they could tie up their suspension cable and get a workout in. And uh, as you say, you know, a lot of us have done, um, I've done outdoor workouts as well. And, you know, (laughs) the suspension cables clipped to a tree, clipped to a fence, it's so handy, and as you say, it can it allows people to do a portion uh, of their body weight in terms of the exercise, and allows for every muscle group to get a workout. You know, no matter the location. So, yeah. as you said, it, they're fantastic. And so this week we are going to present our top five suspension cable exercises. Derek, number five. My number five would would be a suspension chest press or push up. Uh, any angle, various angles, I find it makes uh, an unstable surface. So it's like you're working different muscles that you probably wouldn't work with a bench press or a normal push-up, and it makes it a little bit more challenging. You feel it in your abs a lot. So I think uh, the push-up would be in the top five. I'm so glad you said that because I also attack the chest with my number five, but it complements yours. I went with crucifix chest flies. So... These are one of my, I found these are amongst the hardest exercises. And then as you say, it's like we're on the same page here. As you say, it really engages your core and forces you to maintain core integrity throughout your workout. So you're getting, not only are you working all those little tiny muscles in the core, you're working your chest and your shoulders in a way that is beneficial and using your own body weight. You know, you're squeezing that down in front. What I tell my people is like, get yourself set up on your toes. I like to set up on my toes and allow myself to drop into almost 90 degrees and then push the body back up, squeezing the cables back together in front, almost in a hugging motion. So that's that's my number five. So we've attacked the chest now. That's a good one. Number four, Derek, got a thought? Yeah, number four, I have, it would be, um, I guess you could call it, um, a rear delt raise or a, a side raise where you're the anchor is at the top and you're just kind of doing a reverse fly motion for the back and trap area and end delts. And it's a very tough exercise. Got to find that right positioning where there's tension throughout the whole range of motion. And it really helps with uh, your upper shoulder 
and back muscles. I that I, I couldn't agree more. That's it. That, that's an excellent one. I hadn't even. That's not even on my list. So fantastic. Thank you for bringing in something I hadn't even considered. My number four is personal. So going back a couple of years, I tore my quadricep muscle playing hockey. Uh, I had surgery on it, but the surgeon said that it would probably never get a hundred percent better. So one of the exercises I've done to in order to re-strengthen that leg is single leg t uh, suspension cable split squats. So using my arms up in the air, a portion of my body weight is suspended on the cable. I just drop up and down on my bad leg and use that one to push. So I'll rep out until I can't do it anymore. And, you know, it's starting to rebuild the, the quadricep back a little bit in my leg. And the beauty of that exercise is, again, core integrity. By using that upper body, you know, by hanging on a little bit in front and just going up and down on a rail, it, it forces me to maintain your TVA, locking in and, and, and engaged and all that wonderful stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's fabulous. So we've attacked the legs, the delts, and the chest. What you got, friend? The, the next one is actually one of my favorites would be a row. Uh, just row. a simple one-arm row or, or a two-arm row. Mm -hmm. I find it gives you similar benefits. Well, maybe not the same benefits as a pull-up, but your mm -hmm. body's moving through space and you're mm -hmm. doing a nice row. You can bring it to your, to your lower stomach. You can bring it out to your chest area by going a little bit wide. But mm -hmm. any type of row on that, and it feels just great. You can actually focus on the lats working because you have no other choice. You won't have momentum. You're not jumping on chins. And I find it gives a great back workout. Let, I'm going to put a pin in rows for now because I may be touching on that a little bit later. So my number three, ooh, there is no movement at all. My number three is a suspension cable plank. So putting your, putting your toes in the cable uh, and putting your body out and away from it, you merely you just sit there and hold the plank with the toes in the air. Yeah, fantastic. And, and I, that's uh, both horrific and wonderful all at the same time. I am not a fan, and yet I am a fan. Does that make sense? Yep, yep. Every so often, it's a fun one to trot out to impress people too, because they're like, whoa, it's crazy you're doing that. It's, it's actually not quite as tough as it sounds, but it is tougher than it looks, if that makes sense. Yep. So that's my number three, is suspension cable plank, toes in the handles. Number well, two. Well, since you brought that one up, I, I remember doing a, um, it was called circles, where you yep. put your hands in, in the straps. Yep. And the anchor point's kind of directly above you. And you just yep. do little circles with your hands. And it's oh, like a plank, but yeah. it really, really engages your core. And to make it harder, you just widen your arms a little bit and make mm -hmm. little circles, bring it back in. And it hits your shoulders, your back. It hits everything. And that's a great thing about these these uh, these straps is that no muscle gets left behind. Exactly. It hits everything. It, that's a similar concept to uh, uh, when you when you're when you got your feet when you're planking out on the ball and you do a little rotation with Just a Swiss the ball around. That's yeah, right. yep. those would be a nice nice complement to one another. In mm. fact, I think I might try those this afternoon. I'm feeling rather masochistic, <laughs> and I haven't worked out yet today. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be delightful, I'm sure. So my number two is, or actually, that we didn't actually cover your number two yet. That was. Um, well, did the circles count? Cause I thought, was that, yeah, was that yeah, your number that two? Circles, okay. So yeah. circles, since we're on the topic of abs. Okay. So you like the circles. Number two, I'm going with pulls all the way around. So number two, my favorite number two is a really, really simple one. And it's a bicep curl. And it is, you, I, I, you know, hang my, my cables. I'll supinate my wrists and I will just, you know, lock my elbows into my rib cage and pull up and release slowly doing this 15, 20 times, especially if you're 
don't really have much else to lift uh, when you're working outdoors, really, really does engage the bicep. Um, I love that one. That's an extremely hard exercise. I, I kind of do the same thing, except I try to keep my elbows a little higher. Yep. So it's almost like you're doing a 90 degree preacher curl in a sense. I was going to actually just mention that because yeah. you, you really do want to, but another part of that is the aspect of, of the, the wrist. Yeah. When you're, when you're doing the suspension cable preacher curl, as you say, you, you really have to get your wrists engaged in that and bring it back towards the shoulder. Otherwise, yeah. You're just not going to get the cable no, in the and, place. And some people look at it like it's easy. And a lot of people don't realize how hard it is. Cause again, you're working everything and your body weight isn't, you know, it, it's, it's tough. It really is tough. Cause you're curling your body weight and it is not pleasant. Yep. So number one, we're getting down to our number one. This is the, let's, uh, let's have a virtual drum roll. <laughs> number one. There, mine would be overhead, um, suspension extensions. For the triceps. Oh, yeah. yeah. You get an extreme stretch, which is great for many reasons for muscle growth. Yep. And because your hands are, or your elbows are over your, your head, you get a lot of um, engagement from the abs. Yes. So a lot of people get sore upper ab. Well, there's only one ab muscle, but yep. you, they, they get sore at the top of the abs. Yes. And the triceps. So it's like, it's a double whammy for mm -hmm. that one. And so it, I, I, I mean, that's... That's the beauty of the suspension cables, right? Is everything you're doing is engaging your core as well. So it becomes, it becomes almost greater than the sum of its parts. It's not like, you know, if you're doing, you know, say 15 suspension cable rows, you're, 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 you're not only, you know, getting 15 reps to your lats and your biceps, but you're also getting that into your core. So that's something yeah. you won't necessarily get uh, in a gym sitting in a lat pull down. Right. Um, that being said, I think I just gave away my number one and that's TRX rows. And I love them, and here's why. Um, you can do them three different ways and work three different parts of your, your lats and your biceps. So, you know, what I tell a lot of my clients is their first, my, my first row I teach them is a neutral grip. So they're just holding it, and they're pulling their body weight up. They're learning to sit in the plank, lower themselves slowly. Uh, I tell them often to get up on their heels and create a fulcrum like that if there's enough grip on the floor to allow them to get even into a greater recline and mm -hmm. pull back up. My second variation and progression on that is, uh, is of course, is a, a wider pull with the, with the elbows a little wider in a, in a less of a neutral grip and more of a pronated grip, okay? And then from there, the third progression is you do a pronated grip and reverse it into a supinated oh, right. row and then turn it right back around. So you have to keep your core engaged as you're taking the torque off of the lats and the biceps in order to reverse the grip. So that's the third progression and that's the toughest one of all. So that's why I love TRX rows as my number one, uh, excuse me, suspension cable yep. rows because they have so many possibilities. Yeah, and it's hard to just limit five because there's so many exercises you can do. And once you, you you play around with it, you'll find many exercises for your abs, for your arms, for your shoulders, your back, legs even. Right, and it's an easy, it's not an expensive investment. Nope. You're talking less than $200 and you can work out every muscle in your body. Right. If, if, if you're still concerned with COVID-19 and you don't want to go to a gym and you want to work out at home and you want to work out outdoors by yourself, a suspension cable is a fantastic investment. So we've, we've touched on suspension cables. We've touched on uh, some of our big topic subjects for the week. So Derek and I are going to get into a little bit more personal stuff now. Derek, we've been talking about what we've been watching on Netflix and, and streaming and viewing and things like that these days. What are you into, my friend? 
you know, when I watch Netflix, I'm, I, I can't get into episodes, you know, a series. Mm-hmm. You know, my girlfriend likes to go, oh, let's watch a series. But I, I like quick gratification. I like watching a plot, you know, the mm-hmm. climax of the movie and it ends. I was fine with, um, with a series. It's like, you want to watch it. You want to keep watching it. And it feels like in my life, I don't have much time to sit there and power watch three. Cause I, I like to see the ending. So it's like, you're, you're watching something. And there's no ending to it. You got to keep watching, keep watching. Whereas a movie, you know, I'll choose any type of movie. And uh, I like just having the ending and I go a bit happy. Sure. Right. <laughs> so the narrative is wrapped up in two and a half hours and, and it's, and it's done. Yeah. Right. You don't have anything to hang on to. You don't have to wait for next week. There's no to be continued. Right. Um. So, so what, what did you watch this week? Uh, what, what did I just recently watch? I, I wish I, I go through so many movies. I sometimes don't even remember. I, I, what was it called? It was a Rob Zombie movie. One of his new ones. Um, Devil's Rejects, the, the third one that came out. The Devil's Rejects, yes. But there's a third one that came out. After they go to prison, they come out. That's uh, the latest one I just recently watched last week. All right. It's not the greatest, to be honest with you. I find once you have a, a movie, part one, that's it. Yep. Sometimes you shouldn't make a part two or a part three. My son's been kind of watching the Spider-Man series because mm-hmm. we saw the, the latest one. So you want to watch all of them. So the last one actually makes sense with everything that's going on. So those were the two that we just recently watched. And so you watched the whole Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1, 2, 3, yeah, and the amazing we, ones with Andrew Garfield, yeah, is that right? Toby McGuire. Yeah, exactly. He wanted to go through all of them. I'm like, all right, let's watch them. And then we went to go watch the new one that just came out. So he kind of had an idea what was going on. Right. Yeah. Important to have that background for No Way Home. Yeah. So you can identify with why the villains are there and how cool it all is. Agree. Um, far be it from me to uh, post any spoilers, but the movie did come out almost four months ago, so I don't think we're spoiling anything at this point. I, I, it's funny. I have to say, I, I understand where you're coming from. I understand your dilemma with your partner because there are two kinds of people in the world. There are on streaming, there are movie people and there are series people and they are all different and inevitably they marry one another. Mm-hmm. So it creates all kinds of issues at home. Because she can power watch like a whole season or two. And I'm just like, I get bored quickly. I think. Sure. So I'll watch like half a season. And then if it, if it keeps going, it keeps intriguing me. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it. Like we watched um, money heist last year or during COVID. And I got, I really got into that, but there's nothing else to do during COVID. So we just kind of mm-hmm. sat and watched it and it was okay, but I was able to go to the next one, go to the next. So I watched three episodes, go to bed, wake up. And the next day I watched it and keep continuing. Mm-hmm. But in my regular life, I can't do that. Well, I find myself um, re-watching a series I rather enjoyed when it first came out about six or seven years ago, and that's Marvel's Daredevil. Uh, it's moved from a Netflix to Disney Plus uh, as you know, Disney has taken all the Marvel properties back under its own uh, uh, streaming auspices. But um, I would argue that it, it, it's one of the better pieces of superhero material uh, to date. And, and as you say... It doesn't tend to wrap up narratives all that quickly. But on the other hand, boy, is it a fun, fun superhero jaunt. So if you like, you know, mysteries and and, and, and crime thrillers and things like that, I highly recommend checking this out on Disney+. Plus. I really do enjoy it. And I'm really glad that I started watching it again. Something else I've been doing lately is is consuming. There's a a show on Crave called Winning Time, which is the uh, the story of the Los Angeles Lakers' uh, rise to uh, dominance in the in the eighties under Pat Riley and the Showtime era, and um, it's it's the television retelling of 
uh, a book written by Jeff Perlman, which I bought in December and I'm currently in the process of rereading after having read it the first time. Let me tell you, it's called Showtime, uh, the story of the Showtime Lakers with Magic Kareem and, and Pat Riley. And it is one of the better reads I can remember enjoying basically since the last time I read a Jeff Perlman book, which was Boys Will Be Boys, which is another expose on the 1990s Dallas Cowboys. If you are an old school sports fan, I highly <laughs> recommend checking some of this out. Are you a, are you a basketball uh, fan no, at all? No, I, I haven't. I don't watch much basketball. No, and not no. a basketball guy. No. What about football? How do you like not it? Not even football. football? I, I used to watch hockey when I played hockey. Yeah. But then it became a time when I was never home during the games, so I right. stopped watching. Right. You know, uh, trainers hours. They're great. Yeah, they? yeah. You get home and you can watch like uh, the midnight shows sometimes. Sometimes after you, after you eat supper and it's like nine o'clock. I'm like, all right, kids, go to bed. I'm. What's on TV now? You check out any of the CrossFit stuff on Netflix. The CrossFit games, things like that. My daughter watches yeah. that. She loves that stuff. If it's on, I'll watch, I'll watch it. But I'm not one to kind of look for it on TV. Search if out it's on there and things it's like there, that. Yeah. So Derek, I'm catching a lot of lukewarm responses to <laughs> media in here today. Is there anything you really do love in media? Like, is there a show or a movie? What do you love, man? You know, I want to know. I don't watch much TV. If if anything, it's usually because I got I got kids, so I watch whatever they're watching and. I try to stay away from some too much media. I like to focus on what I'm doing in my little personal life, trying right. to build myself and mm -hmm. going through my own little issues of life. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to just focus on myself and not get too much outside stuff that's not going to benefit me right now. Right, but so but so you but you are a little bit of a Marvel fan. You and yeah, your son. Yeah, we love the the, the Marvels. We uh, DCs and yeah, yeah, Batman, Spider Man, Superman, all that stuff. Okay, so DC has their movie offerings they just came out with the batman the most recent mm -hmm. one marvel has their movie offerings um there there's substantially more of them which do you like better because you got to be one you can't pick one or the other anymore you it, it, and it's been this way for a long time you are either a dc person or a marvel person i'm a marvel person yeah 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 my ex used to like the batmans but no yeah we used to battle which ones we're gonna go see but mm -hmm. yeah I, I like the marvel okay yeah, that's our stuff. All right, so Marvel it is. Eh? Yeah. When I was a kid, I was DC. Now that I've grown up and I see the gray shades of gray in the world, I'm much more of a Marvel fan, but not for the reason you might think. The reason I like the Marvel stuff is because as, as, as dark as some of their stuff can be, it also pokes fun at itself once in a while. It's able to laugh, able to introduce some moments of levity. Even if the world's about to end, there's jokes to be had, and I appreciate that. Right. I need some humor in my superhero offerings. You know what I mean? Deadpool. Yeah. Love Deadpool. Yeah. Can't get enough of that. So I, I've come over and I'm, I'm on your side too. I love Marvel. A lot of people have sort of said, oh, the Snyder cut of the Justice League was better and this and that. Listen, DC, your act is not together right now. You need to get it together. Come see me when it is together and maybe I'll convert back. Well, maybe the new Batman might uh, change my uh, my ideas. It was excellent. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was excellent. I rather enjoyed it. It was uh, I, I enjoyed it very much, and I thought it was a really good addition to the Batman lexicon. I thought um, thought Robert Pattinson was surprisingly good. I thought Zoe Kravitz as the Catwoman was excellent, and I thought everybody who was in it brought their A-game, frankly. Good. So highly recommend. You should check that out. We're near the end of the podcast for this week, near the end of our broadcast, but we would be remiss if we didn't spend some time discussing those things that we hate. We've already discussed some things that we love, we got to discuss some things that we hate. So it's my turn this week. 
and I am going to bring up Instagram influencers who get unduly mad at people using their space in a gym. So I don't know about you, but I have been, I've borne witness in the last few weeks. I don't know if it's the algorithm on my social media feeds or what, but I have come across a number of videos where quote unquote social media influencers misbehave in gyms, getting upset with people who walk in front of their video while they're trying to film themselves doing exercises or uh, generate likes or what. But essentially what happens is the people who, you know, are innocently minding their own business walking through a gym <laughs> get crapped on on social media by a quote unquote influencer because they are somehow entitled to that space. Do you have a thought on that? Yeah, I haven't seen anything like that. So it's kind of uh, intriguing me that you're talking about this. I'd like to see something like that. But I don't like these influencers to start off with. They give a, I find they give a lot of a false sense of what you can attain. I have actually a client messaged me yesterday. He was uh, feeling depressed. I'm like, well, what's going on? He goes, I don't know. I don't know if my workouts are going good anymore. You know, I go on YouTube or I go on um, on Instagram and I see all these Instagram celebrities and promoting their stuff and they're getting before and after pictures and there's making it look too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I've been stuck at the same weights and same stuff. Like, what am I doing wrong? And he was, you know, if, if you're into work, working out, sometimes that plays a, a head game with you. Like wh what makes this guy so special and what's he doing? And a lot of times they're just too much over themselves and not giving the real information. And, mm -hmm. and I, I find it takes away from what fitness is really about. Well, and I happen to agree with you and maybe not because, I mean, you haven't mm -hmm. come across these videos as I have, so you haven't seen some of this entitled behavior and I don't even, I'm not even going to touch on that now, but I am going to touch on the idea that because someone is 20 and in great shape, that doesn't make their body attainable for someone who is 50 and just starting to work out. Right, right. And I, so I think it's important that you take all of your fitness social media offerings with as many grains of salt as you possibly can, because comparing yourself to someone else is really never going to benefit you in the long run, unless you are an elite bodybuilder, which 99.9% .9 of our clients are not. Yeah. And I, I, I tend to stay away from all that as well. Cause sometimes I'll have a client come in with the, the TikTok worker of the day and this fitness lady on, on, on it was doing it. And she said, oh, it's really good for my abs and she's in great shape. And I looked at the program. I'm like, she's sitting next to a wall doing leg raises, like a seated leg raise on a wall, uh -huh. like sitting on, on the floor on her, on her bum. And all the extra just look like foo-foo to get likes because the video had her wearing tights or mm -hmm. very short shorts. And it's like, people are going to watch it. Okay, well, she looks great. I'm going to do it. So the girl came in with it and she wrote on my board. She wanted to do that instead of my regular ab workout. I'm like, you know, it, it just, it gives a false, these people, they're doing, they're doing it for likes and for views. It's not like they're doing it for the benefit of much people. No. Some of them, like some of them are really good at like watching them, but then some just seems like, I'll just keep scrolling through. Like it just seems too much nowadays. For mm -hmm. me. I find it all exhausting. It frankly. really is. I, I, I happened to come across somebody in my gym the other day, uh, videoing themselves and didn't give me grief for walking through their space. But uh, had they done so, I would have probably given them a piece of my mind mm -hmm. because I remember thinking to myself, you know, that's some, that's a lot of, unmitigated gall you have to take up that amount of space and say, well, I'm going to lay claim to this space because I'm an influencer. You know, I, I, first of all, I question the influencer title. And second, uh, if you're in a big gym, mind your own damn business.
you know what? That's I I haven't been to a big gym since I've had my own, and I can't say I do miss it. You know, like when my buddy's like, "Hey, we're we're going to this big gym in the West Side, and want yep. to come with us." Yeah, and I'm like, "Nah, nah, you guys can go." Like some of my clients will go there and just try it out, whatever. I'm like, "Nah, nah, I don't want to go." He goes, "Oh, well, where 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 your uh, TF sweaters are?" Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, you can do that, but." I've been there, done that. I'm just not into that environment anymore where right. everything's a show and everybody's got their cameras out. No one does any real work anymore. Yeah. Go in there, grunt, spit in the mirror, you know, like, like yep. not on purpose, obviously, but you know, you, you're grunting, you're groaning, you're working out because if you're taking a video of yourself, you're not going to make faces. No. Nope. You're going to have the lipstick on, but you know what I mean? People are going to not put in the, in the work because they want to make sure they look good. They got the designer clothes on that they're being, that they tag in so they get the, I guess, monies from it and mm -hmm. whatnot. I, I find it just turned everything wrong in, in, mm -hmm. in, in my eyes mm -hmm. what, what fitness was about back in the day you know back in the day we, we saw pictures of bodybuilders arnold they didn't have designer pants on they had like whatever shorts they had on a raggedy tank top and that was it they they impressed me by what they did the effort they put in not just what they're wearing and what they're looking and and that makes sense to me moral yeah. of this story it's more about the work you put in than what's on your back when you're doing it pretty much like i was talking to one of my clients this morning we were talking about stuff like that and i'm like yeah you know what you came in with the same raggedy shorts and shirt that I've seen you for like the last five years and, you know, type of thing. He goes, yeah, I don't care what I wear. You know, I, I, as long as my shoes are good, everything else is just comfort. And I'm well, like, you know, cool. That's it. And the older I get, the more comfort is important to me unless I give a crap what anyone else cares about. Yeah. That being said, I'll probably still look for these influencers who are pissing me off. Really, really appreciate you listening to my rant here today, Derek. Thank yeah. you. It means a lot to me. It's uh, <laughs> really delightful that at least one person you know, gets as mad as I do about certain things. So thank you all very much for listening. This has been Meatheads. Derek, it's a pleasure as always to have you on the show. Thank you yeah. very much for your expertise and your engagement. Derek is the CEO of Total Fitness right here in Gunawage, and he is the premier resource here in town for any type of fitness information you might require. My name is Mark Lalone. Thanks for listening to Meatheads. Thanks for listening to Meatheads, and please, please check out our other podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or Google, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out the front page, profiles, and the beating table. The views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of your Divasay and its employees.